0: Been a hot week, and as we record this uh, outside, it's about to get electric and far more electric than what we've seen on the pitch in the last few weeks for Melbourne Victory. But we're back, FES is back for another week of barnstorming analysis, um, shithousery, and everything that's positive and negative in the world of the Melbourne Victory Football Club. Uh, Where FVS? We're brought to you by the Patreons. My name's Buds, and once again, I'm holding it down with the Wedge Lord, the People's Mustache, Clarky. Good evening, my man.
1: Good evening, Buds. Great to be here. We scored a goal. Not only did we score a goal, we scored a fucking good goal. It, it's 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 what Daggers has been missing the last couple of weeks. So look not the greatest performance not the greatest game but an improvement on on what's been happening in the last few weeks so excited to get into that with you um we're going to talk some wak as well we said the other week that we wanted to focus a little bit on the on the wak a bit more because they're probably the the best thing about this club at the moment so we're definitely going to do that as well um i'm keen to get into it
0: i'm keen as well mate um you're right it was a big goal that we scored it was surprising cost me a bit of cash too um i mentioned (laughs) that we're brought to you by the patreons and man i I go into the uh the monday afternoon the gmail to see who might have jumped on who might have jumped off what we can do and i'm still surprised at the amounts of patreons that are jumping on at this stage so thank you and welcome Nicholas Bartolo, James Johnston, Liam coventry Paul, and Mark Sudoltz. Thank you so much for your patronage and your vuckage. It is well appreciated by everybody here. It's absolutely amazing. Thanks so much, and I uh, hope you are enjoying the product. You're listening to FES. Hi, it's Matt Speranovic, and you're listening to the only Melbourne Victory podcast by the fans for the fans, for fuck's sake. Match review time. Adelaide United won. The man, Craig Goodwin. Craig. Craig. Um, uh, Craig, as the Seppos would say, Craig. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he scored in the seventh minute and it was just like, oh, fuck. Um, At our usual end to where all the victory fans would stand and there was a nice big fuck-off tarp there and the Red Army draped their big Red Army tifo all over it nice and early and yeah we all cried about it uh (laughs) won. one wow it haven't said that in a while uh daggers in the 49th minute with an absolute peach a worldy uh in a a round where draws were the fashionable outcome we did our best to oblige tell me how you saw this one clarky
1: well, it, it started bad. The sentiment in the Discord and I think probably amongst all the Vux out there was like, oh, here we go. We're in for a long night. You know, Adelaide wasn't necessarily coming into into the best form into this game, but but we all know where we stand right now. And and when someone like Craig Goodwin, you know, basically gets something like that, gets a goal like that within 10 minutes, you're like, oh, geez, we're in for a, a tough one. Let's also talk about... um. Ben Halloran just basically waltzing his way past four defenders, absolutely shambolic stuff. But to the victory's credit, they they did kind of dig in. It, it wasn't overly attractive. Um, it's still not without its fault, and I still don't think that, you know, we're playing particularly good, but but we dug in and it was it was a battle between two sides that are clearly struggling. And I think after the goal, and I think largely for the second half, we were we were the better side, um, which we haven't said much this season. So I guess that's a positive. Um, much maligned Josh brillante with the assist for daggers. So he's uh, he's been in the firing line the last couple of weeks with the Vux, and uh, there's been lots of calls for him to be benched and and for the likes of uh, Will Wilson to get a go. Uh, but he retained his spot, and well, he, he's come in with an assist. Um. So I guess that's good for him. Another positive was Matthew Bozanowski. Um mm. I think for um, a number of weeks and months now, we've we've now been concerned. If there hasn't been opportunities for Boz, like what does that say about Boz? Um...
0: Yeah, there's only so long you can have a Lee Broxham um, starting as the, the centre half and being you know, torn a new one or being shown to be out of position or... Mm. Yeah, get it getting better before you get a chance. And it was it was very good and surprising to see him given the chance in what was an all Aussie lineup.
1: Yeah, which is something which the Vuck hasn't done for a very for a long, long time. time. I think it's so, the
0: fourth time we've ever done it.
1: Yeah, there you go. So yeah, start for young Matthew Bozanowski and uh, emptied his pockets at the end of the game and you know, car keys, wallet, Ibisuki. All, all pulled out of his pockets, uh, hmm. that's a heck of a scalp. That's a heck of a scalp. Ibusuke, we we talked about Ibisuki and how he could absolutely tear us apart with his strength and his power and he, he was he was largely held at bay. it was it was a pretty good performance, I thought.
0: Yeah, it was. it was. Um, he definitely shined as so many young Vuck players have done on debut. Uh, And in their first, you know, in the infancy of their careers in the, in the victory shirt, we need look no further than what Steph Negro has done in his first game. Uh, Josh Hope was impressive in his couple of uh, first couple of games Uh, who can forget Andrew Naboo in his first couple of games for, for Melbourne victory. So it's, it's, it's been done before, but uh, Boz, Boz was really good Um, and, you know, having been loaned out to other systems, and being sent over to you know be in Macedonian squads as well, at rep level, um, you know he he needs to start playing first team minutes. So it was great. Uh, look, the first half well, I thought was as bad as any we've played, and you know to concede that early, the writing was on the wall. But we also cited Adelaide as being a very poor side in poor form, and mm-hmm. I, I really didn't think they came out to win it all. Like we were poor, but the, um, apart from that goal, they were just as bad. Yeah. Um. We're probably unlucky too with uh, just before half time with a uh, a penalty for handball not given. And after that game, Tony Popovich says that's just how it's going for us at the moment. And uh, he's probably right. He's probably right. But, you know, we, we weren't making our own luck. Um, look, I personally thought it would have, if it was our player in that position, I thought it would have been hard. You know, the, the hands weren't in an unnatural position. That's probably why it got mm. waved off. But, you know, um,
1: it's tough. The The handball rule is, is a hot mess at the moment. And it's just uh, the way in which it's written right now. It's just, it's just inviting interpretation from week to week. I mean, I saw some people saying, well, if you pay that, that penalty last week in the Sydney Wellington game, then you pay this. And I, I feel like that shouldn't have been a penalty and by that being paid wrongly doesn't mean that this should be paid as well. I, I'm all for consistency, but I'm consistency of outcome of the correct outcome. I I don't also want him to be consistently wrong. So, look, I think you've seen those ones given, but I think more often than not, if if that's given against your side, you feel pretty fucking hard done by it. Because my first thought is, like, what's he meant to do? The arm is as, as down as it can be, and he's got – less than a second to react. So, yeah, look, it doesn't go your way, and it would have been nice to get a a dodgy pen against Adelaide and put it away and and all that sort of thing, but it's not to be, I guess.
0: Wasn't to be for them, and look, after after the half, straight after the half, uh, we scored a goal that for... The fans meant a lot and got us, um, you know, excited once more and, you know, stopped us being a bit cynical and negative, um, for the team, it was it was an uplift too, because we saw some energy straight away, but also for the goal scorer, um, mm. and I just want to talk about his game in entirety too. Uh, probably haven't seen a Melbourne victory player. Run themselves into the ground the way in which Daggers did this week, and even the most uh negative and biggest fans with the biggest chips on their shoulders at the moment were even praising his performance because mm. it was, um, it was pretty darn good. Um, it was showing fight and it was showing, um, uh a care factor I suppose just for the shirt and pride in performance. He was fucked. He he couldn't move. Um mm. but that finish was absolutely superb. Oh. Um it was absolutely top draw unbelievable finish from Daggers. Uh, probably a good um a good boost for um Berlante as well. Um it was just some some good football that we haven't seen for a while and just nice to get a moment.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things there to sort of dissect. Firstly, I, I totally agree about Daggers and his work rate, and I know that I've said over the last couple of weeks, there's there's a down tools vibe from from the playing group, um, that that doesn't extend to Nick D'Agostino. Um, yeah, I've never seen a bloke um, sacrifice so much of his himself for the cause in terms of just running. Um, sometimes even chasing, you know, completely lost causes just to make sure that you know the opposition know that there's some semblance of pressure on him. So he's his work rate is remarkable. Um, secondly, the goal, um it's what we've been missing from Melbourne Victory. It was the movement was quicker, it wasn't lightning fast, but it was quicker. It was a little bit more direct. Um Obviously the cutback, and it was, it was sort of through the middle a little bit. It it wasn't just fishing it out, feeding it out to the wingers, and then just trying to lob in a cross. It was, it was daggers running at pace through the middle of the park and going. Give yes, the fucking ball. It's- there was no
0: noticeably. We weren't just looking for a, an ex superstar sitting on an island, um, and the narrative came pretty quickly after the game because. Um, Jake Brimmer also got to play, uh, in his probably more natural, um, mm-hmm. position, which he excelled in last season, um, in, in a more deep line playmaker role. And, um, I believe he finished with some statistics that read of 41 of 44 completed passes at 93%, um, shots on goal a far more attacking outlook for him and Josh Bellante, uh was, you know, wasn't stuck at wing back and he's playing in a, in a double pivot or be Lee Broxham is still starting. Mm. Um, So, you know, we're, we're still short on starting players within the squad, but it just seemed a little bit more balanced. I think we've still got issues with Chris Economides, but, Mm. Uh, are we going to start seeing a bit a bit more of a direct um hark back to last season Melbourne victory without nani now in the squad to cater for let's say um'll it'll, it'll be great to see how it unfolds from here because it did it did look like a switch had been flicked in the second half. I still mm. don't know how effective we're going to be against the better sides because Adelaide, let's face it, are pretty bad side. Yeah. Um, we've remarked that the league is pretty poor this season, apart from two, three sides. This, this City are streets ahead, and then you've got Mariners and Western Sydney. I'd say that are you know they'll probably make up the the best three sides in this league, but everyone else is to be picked off. And if they're there to be picked off, we need to pick them off. So, I thought it was, um, I thought it was a, a good point. Um, um, I'm not sure how most of the fans saw it, but I, I thought it was a good point away from home. I thought we were going to get pumped. I thought they were going to smell the blood, and ultimately, mm. they they didn't. Well, that's
1: that's a problem for Adelaide. I think we discussed last week how. They they really fucking get up for this 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 fixture, the fans and the players, and um and yeah, you said that they'll smell blood and and they'll come for us because this we're the team that they want to beat the most, like without question. Um, and what's really concerning for Adelaide, and this isn't an Adelaide United podcast, was that but they couldn't get up for it. They couldn't get up for it. And, and you know what? To Victory's credit, they, they battled it out. So you know what? It's it's a decent point. Given what's been going on in the last month and a half or two months, I'll take that point. It's it's something to work with. I think mm. that's that's my takeaway. It's like, hey, look, there was actually some good things. We didn't get lucky playing the shit way we've been playing. There was some flashes of old, and there was some encouraging stuff from from the likes of, of Bozanovsky. From you know Brillante still wasn't fantastic, but you saw a bit more link up and cohesion between that central midfield and that attacking midfield um you know, Brimmer's still got a long way to go, but he looked comfortable um can we never play Jake Brimmer at a central holding midfield ever again, please like he he does not have the dis- defensive responsibility, nor does he have the the engine to to play that kind of role he. He floats between the lines and does little sprints when he needs to. He's an attacking midfielder. He's not he's not a water carrier. He's not part of an engine room. Can can we not do that ever again, please?
0: <laughs> well, well. Can we said. just
1: if if we've got a spot, put fucking Will Wilson in? Like Yeah. No, Will Wilson
0: know? is and let, let's let's talk about these guys because um, you know, while, while Popper also while Popper went for the old Aussie lineup, um he threw the kids on. We saw Nish, we saw Wilson, we saw Barnett, we saw Brooks. Uh, it was actually a lot of kids in this game. We saw Alagic and uh, the really young Nestori Irankunda, who had a couple of chances for Adelaide as well. Uh, there was a lot of young talent on the pitch, which which was great to see. Um, they still have their, let's call it, raw flaws, as we saw from uh, Paul Brooksy. We were mm. wondering where Brooksy has gone and, uh, like Steph Negro a couple of weeks before him, um, had a guilt edge chance late in the game to put it in the back of the net. And I think it's still in midair that one, um, from poor Brooksy. I felt really bad oh. for him. Um, fans, fans were furious, but, um, yeah, I felt for him there. That's just one of those ones where Bob bobbles up and, mm. Your heart rate goes from naught to a thousand, and um, yeah, there wasn't much gravity between the ball and the uh, the ground. I have a little bit
1: more sympathy for that miss from Brooksy versus the the Negro one. I think Negro has a level of experience above that, where you've got to be working the keeper. Brooksy he's a young, talented, attacking-minded kid who's come on with like eight minutes to go or six minutes to go. Mm. Um, th- that is. That's not only is that inexperience, but that's lack of game time at this level, that, that finish, that inability to get over the ball despite the bowl. So yeah, oh God. But can you imagine if that had gone in, Brooksy would have just like written his name into into Vuck folklore with with that, you know, another young kid getting a late winner. It's that's what dreams are made of, really. So oh, I felt for the kid. I really wanted that to go in. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. And look, we, we say, you know, he's, he's got it. He's got to learn from that. Uh, he's got to get more minutes. And uh, a lot of people are saying, why didn't Bruno come on? you got Fornaroli sitting on the bench. And then, you know, on, on the other hand, people are saying, you know, these kids need more minutes. So, um, what, what would you want out of that? I'd probably prefer to see the kids get the run and just see if they're good enough at this level. And, um, the, if this season continues to have some, um, some shitty results. And I don't think Tony really needs to, and the club really need to sit down and um, just carve out a plan to get the kids minutes. Um, look, thought I thought he's, he's the shocker of the match. Obviously was right. Ray, Ray And his concussion, oh. but I was talking to other people, um, non football fans, um, And I think it was a discussion today or yesterday about NFL and concussion. And, and I actually thought that the way that this was handled, um, the match stopping the concussion sub being brought into play, uh, the doctors getting, you know, getting Ray off, um, Mm. us subbing him really quickly. Sean Evans handled it superbly too. It's the most professional thing I've seen in this league handle something in 10 years, um, it was it was spot on, and Ray was fucking pissed. He's still arguing, still arguing now against our team doctors that he should have got on. He had no idea where he was. He got absolutely hammered in the head with that ball, um, and you know we we did the right thing by him, and it was very pleasing to see.
1: Yeah, there's 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 one point of view that you can never take um, uh, in that situation, and that's and that's the point of view of a concussed person. Um, there's, there's no way he can scream black and blue, um, that he's in the face that that he's fine, but, but he wouldn't be from that. And I'm sure the next day he probably felt pretty shit house, um, from, from a blow of that nature. He's an unlucky bloke. He's, he's now had two pretty unlucky sort of injuries and stuff like that. But yeah, spot on buds the way in which not only the club, but the referee handled this. Probably the best handling of a concussion-based injury that I've seen in an Australian sport ever, because um, I still think some other sports take the piss um, in this country and and overseas. Um, I thought it was it, it was handled extremely well, and what it was was it was decisive action, which you don't expect to see in the A League. No. So much piss farting around and consultation, and nobody knows what the fuck is going on in this league. This was so swift. And he was off. The, the The protocol was engaged. the The ref stopped the game, and then we brought on a sub, and then that was it. It was just it was
0: swift, decisive action. And, and it was th- explained straight away that it was the concussion sub, and it doesn't go towards the club's quota. I was just like, "Oh my god, what?" Yeah. Like, yeah. Normally, obviously-
1: normally on Twitter and and Discord, we're trying to piece together. Okay, now what does this mean? You know, mm. is this a sub? What will this mean? And it was it was nice to be in the know just via (laughs) informed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, wow. Wow. I mean, I'm still
0: talking about it three, four days later. Just, I was amazed something so simple. And so, wow. How low's the bar in this league? Oh, they handled a bloke getting KO'd really well. Like, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he's got a wife to go home to. And um, I think every, everyone did the right thing by him um unfortunately um probably means he misses the next game too which is a bummer yep. but um concussion is no f- concussion is no joke it's absolutely no joke so um look it's still gonna be a very long season but I think it's 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 much better to um, talk about you know, a result of any kind than um a pummeling or a, you know an abject failure of a performance so Um, you know, poppers, uh, popper and the team have still got enough to play for. Um, Mm. they they need to pick up some wins, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where, we'll see where this one goes, but you know, a way to Adelaide in in any circumstance, um, a point is a decent enough of a result, uh, onto the max still balls of steel and boy, we love a new young kid, uh, to our fans to give the votes (laughs) to, And, um, no more than, uh, Mr. Bozanovsky. uh, three votes, the Bozza, uh, who beats daggers with the worldie, uh, for two and Spira Matty makes the, uh, makes the leaderboard for the first time this season. It's a nice One mix change. of ethnic Australians
1: there. And that in those mm. votes, I like it.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, uh, 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 yeah, a bit of Mediterranean Adriatic Sea vibe down there. Uh, Miranda's on eight, Kadete's on eight, Izzo's on seven. So three blokes that didn't take the field um, in this game um, are <laughs> uh, still the top three. And Icon comes in at four. Some may say he didn't take the field either. Um, I don't think we've got enough time. I don't want. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about Chris this week. I want to try and kind of. No,
1: we'll leave that for this week. I'm mm. sure I'm sure mm. he'll come up again. Hi, it's Kayla Morrison. You're listening to the only Melbourne Victory podcast by the fans for the fans. For vuck's sake.
0: Second match review. Um I felt shitty last week because and the last few weeks, because we've been um you know canvassing Pfft. All the other shit that's been going on um since that uh, fateful um, Christmas derby. and look, we've we've glossed over the dub a bit. We've glossed over the work, and um it was you know it was derby weekends this weekend, and our girls went out to Casey to the this city football uh complex at Casey, the big park, and uh, took on the city football group. And the, the girls got a 1-1 draw. So it was draws all round for, for Melbourne victory last weekend. Um, Alex Chidiak scored an absolute belter in 13 minutes, and it was her birthday. So an incredible birthday present um, for her. Um, she pounced on some um, some slack defending. Um, pressed high got the ball in and uh put it in the back of the net. Um unbeaten in six the girls, four mm-hmm. wins and two draws. Um sit inside the four, and there's a clear gap now forming in the table. Um you watched the Waka a little bit more than me. How did you see this one, mate? Because yeah, I enjoyed well. it. I thought I thought it was a belter of a game. I um I think it, it was, was one of the I I think it was that first half was one of the the better first halves I've seen in um, either men's or women's A League this season. Um, it's it's if, if you're not paying any attention to the WAC at the moment and you're a bit dis, disenchanted and a bit disenfranchised, do it. It will pick your spirits up massively.
1: There's there's some absolute world class players in, in in both sides, but especially in the WAC. And as you said, Alex Chidiak, she is she is an unbelievable player. Um, I thought it was a good game. I thought probably early exchanges and victory were probably rightfully in the lead. But um, as seems to be a little bit of a trend in the last two weeks, sort of maybe it's temperature, maybe it's time of day and fatigue, but the, the WAC team to sort of sit back a little bit. And they, they did in the second half invite pressure on um, and City being city and playing the way that they do in this city football group, they they dominated possession and and they and they got a goal pretty much just before half time. But um a couple of other players to note on the WAC side, Casey Dumont um, mm. again another absolute imperious performance between the sticks. You know she she must be giving Tony G really something to think about for for the Matildas. Um maybe not for that starting spot, but I feel like her form almost warrants, you know, to be one of the three keepers taken to the tournament right now. Um, another one that's probably slid under the radar is is the return of, of BD Goad um back in the side. And I think v- Vux Vox will remember her. She was um she scored in a grand final for us. Um I think she was one of the youngest to do so. Um, but she used to play sort of attacking midfield, attacking left wing sort of thing and sort of come back and being converted into into a left back um, under Jeb Hopkins' side. And she's been unbelievable on that left hand side, just doing a, a mountain of work up and down the up and down the line there. But she has that real ability because of where she used to play to to provide that, that attacking outlet, that overlap run, the ability to put balls in the box and stuff like that. So the Waka good and look, they're a little bit off the, the the top end there, but that sort of top four is is pretty compressed. And like it does in the League, it can change week mm. to week. So, mm. but there's um this this Looks side so- is this side is strong and it's mentally strong as well these girls they're 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 an unbelievable side and yeah as buds said get out and watch them or watch them on the tv because yeah not everyone wants to go to games in 35 degrees on on a saturday afternoon or whatever or
0: so. yeah it's 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 tough for them and i'll get on to that in a minute but some roots some all like some huge chances that didn't go in as well um we got the Danish striker, Rike Madsen hit the crossbar on 47 minutes. Um mm-hmm. Grosso for City also hit the crossbar late in the game. that that could have won it as well. Um the Kiwi Wilkinson, nice goal for her, left foot outside the box. So um
1: she's a player. She's a player. Yeah. yeah. I don't it like is... to give CFG much credit, but she's a player.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know, they sit fourth. Um The best news about this, if you're listening to this on Wednesday uh, and you want your football fixed, the WACA actually playing um, Wednesday. So tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this uh, in the morning once the feed hits, uh, the WACA taking on ninth place. Western Sydney Wanderers in the midweek action, 6 p.m. So dinner time, Um, it'll be 30 degrees at Wanderers Football Park at 6 p.m. Good news is you can watch this one on 10 Play if you don't have P+. Plus. So you, you can um, log in, uh, watch on 10 Play for your dinnertime football fix. And then after that, the uh, the away game road show kicks off because the WAC actually play away on Saturday in Adelaide. And the good news for these heroic girls is the Brewer Meteorology has pegged it for 30 degrees and they're kicking off at 4 p.m., it's fucking obscene, um, this fixturing for the for the Liberty A-League women's. Uh, it's obscene. Whoever's doing it, um, for fuck's sake, um, seriously, it's nothing short of a disgrace. I don't care who you are, how fit you are, whether you're Matilda or you're a socceroo or anything. Uh, you shouldn't be uh, expected to play elite aerobic sport in the middle of the day in summer. Um, it's it's a bit much, man. It's they've fucking... got to play at night. They've, they've got and, to you know, play what, at night. Got to the play whole... at night
1: and it's got to be, there's got to be, there's going to be overlap, but it, it's for player welfare. Like I'm pro summer league because of other factors in terms of like other sports and ground availability mm-hmm. and fighting against other sports in winter is a losing battle, but if we are to be in summer, we need to be smarter about it. What is it going to take somebody to die on a pitch? Because that it could happen. Like it's not being melodramatic. I was there on the new year's Eve game um, down in Faulkner and I was just sitting in the bleachers and I was dying. So I can't imagine like running up and down a field for 90 minutes.
0: Yeah. And it's like, look, you're getting, like, 500 people to some of the games. And even in the men's, some of these games, like, you know, there's some of those games that you see, It's they're playing in Newcastle at a 3 p.m. kickoff and it's 38 degrees. Like, just move it tonight. Like, move both leagues tonight. Make them night leagues. Um, look, 6 p.m. might be a bit more palatable. Um, why not 7 you still mm. get kids there at seven, um. But yeah, I I don't know. The, the,
1: Especially this time of year where it's still school holidays.
0: Yeah, daylight savings is look. Jace, Jason can't do this. His kids are still running around or still eating their dinner. <laughs> um, daylight savings causes havoc everywhere. So, uh yeah. Look, we we extol the virtues of the uh the fucking the, the the dub league, but gee whiz, they are. Uh, they definitely earn their uh, their pesos, don't they? Because um, far out, like I'm, I'm sweating bullets right now, and it's it's humid and it's <laughs> nighttime. So um, yeah, so yeah. Look, um, focus on focus on football. Ten play or P plus tomorrow night, six p.m. Watch watch Casey do watch Alex Chidiak, Kayla Morrison. Like do it. Mon Mon the wak. Um, speaking of, um, the tidbits, Kayla Morrison, Australian citizenship. That's, that's a good move.
1: It is a good move. Uh, get her in the ruse, Tony G <laughs> get her in the ruse. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not hugely cluey on, on Tony G, but he strikes me as a, he has his players. He has his, he has his favorites type operator, but sort of the. The body of work that Kayla Morrison has put together whilst being in this country is she is imperious. And then seeing her in person, the way in which she she can take the ball from the fence, take it off an attacker's foot, and then not just pass it sideways. She grabs the ball and then just starts marauding through that secondary mm. line and goes straight into the midfield. And then she loves to play that that ball then out to the wide areas to set up the wingers she 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 just waltzes through a midfield as a central defender with such ease she's got such height and strength but ability on the ball um and calmness she is she is an unbelievable footballer and we could do worse than having her in a ruse squad
0: it's time to fight it's look it's uh, matilda's
1: squad rather sorry Get her in the ruse too.
0: So it's time, it's time to it's it's literally it's 2023 now. The years changed over. It's World Cup year. It's time to focus on it all. Um let's 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 support, let's get down there, let's um put our eyes and ears all over this league in um this incredible once in a lifetime tournament that's about to come up and um yeah look why why not get her into the tilly squad because um just said she's uh she's a boss lady uh another one man one of one of fes's favorites of all time one of our favorites i was actually upset when he left uh i was very Mm -hmm. upset when david carney almost decapitated his kneecap uh before the grand final and uh when we lifted the trophy in Newcastle, the poor little man was on crutches, but he went over to, he went over to Germany. Uh, He seemed to uh, enjoy his time with uh, Instagram and purchasing Balmain in Givenchy uh, t-shirts and and, um, selling them here online and uh, (laughs) went to Western United, did nothing and uh, got released today and, did you say he's been picked up by ccm for three years he's going to take gerang spot
1: yeah chrissy theoharis Theoharis. so one of the um cocksure ethnic alumni um that has passed through the VAC halls yeah so yeah a little bit of a career stall there probably enjoyed his time in uh, germany a little too much maybe didn't do enough work um or as you said buying the labels, reselling them here, playing a bit of FIFA while his his roommate, Jacob Italiano, has now made it up to um, the primary Gladbag team. So, um, But he came back three opportunities at Western. He's played three times, I think, since coming back. So clearly he, he, this move is feels like a last chance saloon at at this level. Um, but it's, it's a good side to go to. It gets him out of Victoria. Mm maybe gets him out of his comfort zone again, probably gets him into it. And I don't want to sort of come down it, a slightly smaller market where this Central Coast is about focusing on on the play and focusing on development. And I think it, it's a good environment right now. You know, Central Coast is stable at the moment and they have a proven track record of working with kids. You know, Chris, he's only 23. You know, it's it's been five years since he was at the vuc but or something like that. But he's only twenty three. He's mm, still, no,
0: but it is it is time now for him to show show and prove. Yeah, definitely. You know, Nick Nick Montgomery is doing some good things at CCM and and getting the most out of some players. And you know, the cum dog might take him under his wing.
1: There you go. Well, you know, if if anyone's going to help um rediscover some um Cockshaw qualities it's it's the cum dog so um, look I wish him I wish him well um, I, like you I was sad when he left mm. um, but I, I'd hope the best for him but it hasn't quite worked out but CCM's a good shout and three years is you know it's a, it's a little bit of security there like that's mm. a good deal who's his manager because that's a good deal
0: I think it's John Grimaud. Oh, there you go John's done good work then might have to flick him a DM. He's always good with his time, John. To be honest, he um, is. He should um might, might ask him. Should ask him a question. He's uh, mm. he's always been very fair and uh, obliging to us. Um, well, um, if if this work is yours, John, well done. It's a good move. Fes approved. All right. <laughs> uh, match preview now. Oh, um, God, this one. This is oh. it, baby. I love this. This is. For, Melbourne victory versus Tony Sage's Western-oriented, non-fungible football franchise. <laughs> Saturday, 21st of January, 2023, at Macedonian Park, or is it North Macedonian Park? Jumimika, <laughs> 10.30 uh, p.m. normal It's the time. witching
1: hour. It's the witching hour fixture
0: not this western time it's normal time 10:30 p.m normal time fucking hell p I'm gonna plus be wasted i'm yeah. going to
1: be absolutely <laughs> sideways
0: even better it's p plus exclusive yeah. right this is up there and i will honestly and openly say it. this is right up there with the worst fixtures in world sports It is just, it's so fucking shit. It's like, oh, Perth away. Uh, We've won six times there in our last 18 trips to Perth in the league and nine times in total in 28 trips. 30% win rate, baby. I dug deep in the data today. Um, Perth have had some awful sides over the years, and it doesn't matter rain, hail, or shine, we will make it hard on ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. tough. It's why I hate it. It's fucking just, it's drab. It's It's usually this witching hour or Sunday afternoon. It's tough. I don't like it. Perth have actually had the better of us the last couple of years as well. I remember, what was it? We had a good run at the start of last year and then Berkey. The young, the young boy Burke scored an absolute cracker at Amy Park and and mm. derailed us and probably showed the rest of the league how how to beat how to beat Melbourne victory at Amy Park and it's been done a fair few times since then. Um, they've got their they've got their tail up a bit. They uh they started um, apocalyptically. We we were very lucky and we were always saying how oh we've still got Perth in the league. We've still got Perth in the league um to make now our, we're neck and neck with them to make ourselves feel better with how bad we are but yes now we're neck and neck with them and we're sitting are we rock bottom again we rock bottom i think we are um i kind yes. of tuned i tuned out for a couple of days yeah we are rock bottom and Perth uh Perth and, Perth ninth. and ninth, yeah so obviously we've got the game to replay but uh it wouldn't matter um be equal on points it's even steven's 50-50 uh we've got a bottle whatever we put together in the second half to try and beat tony sages um tony sages perth glory a team um because supposedly we're the perth glory b team
1: well yeah funny you mention that that's this could be a motivator for the vuc you know those sorts of comments, your likes of your daggers, your icon and and Bruno, even Brimmer as well. So you know, hopefully Tony's Tony running his mouth acts as, an, as a motivator because please, can we not fucking lose to a team managed by Ruben Zadkovic? Can we not? Like we've already been through enough this season. Like I don't want to have to deal with that shino Ballo, like smug grin. If he knocks us off, I just, I cannot handle it. I think it would be a one blow too many in the season for me.
0: I definitely would. Um, Look, Ruben wants it. Uh, Tony wants it. The, the old blokes in the shed want it. Um, There would no doubt be uh, a whole bunch of fans that uh, don't like, Chris Economides that don't like Tony Popovich, that don't like Jake Brimmer. Um, They want to stick it up us. Um, mm-hmm. We're Melbourne Victory, we're coming over, and they want to belt us. So, yeah, look, Um, I don't particularly rate many players in their team. I like Ryan Williams. Mm. I think... He's had a good start to the year on the right-hand side. Uh, I always liked Musti but he's really dropped off. And then, and then the rest of it is just, um, oh, look, um, supporter of the pod, Juicy Jason, um, he's got a bit of a man-love thing for Jack Clisby going on, and I'm sure... remember Jack Clisby was um, a favorite of destruction in the box back in the day as well Mm. um he's a um if he fucking does anything against us i reckon i reckon that's it i reckon that'll fucking kill myself i'll fucking that'll (laughs) that'll set me off that'll yes that will me too that'll be me done for the year if he pulls a ryan kitto on us and fucking just oh. dominates us. Oh, I I don't know how I'm gonna handle that. And then yeah, then Ruben will be fucking shining, be shining his head with his fucking towel. he will be <laughs> fist pumping. Tony will be fuck. Tony will be rolling onto the pitch with his wig on. Oh,
1: <laughs> the hair dye stains on his collar.
0: <laughs> oh, well, what he'll do is you know. Oh, and here's what will happen. David Williams will sub on and score.
1: Ugh. Oh, oh, please no! This is not a way to end the podcast. But yeah, it's, it's been it's it... been
0: quite positive. Like, what would is... Rubens, Ruben's going to troll us? He'll, he's going to bench Cam Cook and Gold. He's going to bring Ready Zone back. Oh. He'll bring he'll bring the Ready Zone back. It's, there's going to be I think there's going to be some serious trolling of the Devuk happening on Sunday. Sorry, Saturday night. In Macedon, North Macedonian Park in the outskirts of Perth, with their um, temporary um, temporary their temporary grandstands and their little shoebox uh, uh, little shoebox um, change rooms, they'll turn the hot water off on us, so the boys can only have cold showers. <laughs> they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna take it back to the '80s. They'll just troll the fuck out of us. I, I might have a few coffees before this one actually get really hyped for it. Um look it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect time for um watch alongs and internet shithousery and I suppose everybody that's um you know watching from Japan and watching on the 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 uh, the keep up feed uh, I believe that the uh the chat the chat rooms there are very entertaining. and um, with all the people watching right. from around the world punting it's, punting it's
1: it's very outcome based and over under based. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So in terms of uh your over under outcomes, uh what are you predicting for this game against Tony Sage's western oriented non-fungible football franchise?
1: Well, I'm going completely naive and completely positive into this because I can't I can't deal with even thinking about a loss to this mob so i'm going to i'm going to try and manifest a 2-0 win to the vuc purely because i cannot even put those words in my mouth to say that uh, a ruben zadkovic managed side will, will come over. i just can't i just can't so yeah 2-0 the vuc i'm just trying to manifest a win out of nowhere it'll be an absolute shit fest but surely we have enough quality surely and i know it's in perth but fuck let's invoke our ffa cup run at a dinky suburban ground and just fucking get it done
0: i was going to go the desmond on this one but i think you've convinced me and look we've got a, a way to perth a 32% 32% win ratio um perth are at 50 the draws at 17 i want us to chip away at that 50 from perth so i'm 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 there i'll i'll, I'll support you with with the 2-0 it'll make the loss all that much better <laughs> mon the fuck I'm on the fuck. Fuck jack Clisby.